ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks with Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dale's Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Happy Sunday, fun day, White Sox fans. Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese bringing you uh, Sunday, fun day with Sox on tap. Tony, uh, how you doing, my friend? Uh, we'll discuss here. Yes, we got a victory to discuss. I am going to crack them. Cheers to you. I don't know if you're uh, enjoying a beverage tonight, but I certainly am. Uh, another victory for the White Sox. It's uh, good to be back on the mic with you. I hope uh, everybody got to tune in to Sean and uh, – Sean Roberts and myself break down a loss yesterday. It was cool to have a guest on, but it's always good to be back with you, Johnny. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks to Sean for uh, filling in uh, while the rest of the clan was out at the ballpark yesterday. Uh, good times despite the loss uh, at the park yesterday. But, hey, we take the series today. Tony, I will take that. Three out of four from the Tigers. Obviously, yeah, deal, you want to win every game. You want to sweep yes. everything. But that's baseball. You're going to lose sometimes. You play 162 games, you're going to lose sometimes. Lose Saturday. Take this. Three out of four from the Tigers. That's why I call this. Sunday fun day, a successful weekend. Yeah, I think it was a successful weekend as well. Johnny, uh, before we break into it, though, uh, you were there with uh, most of the members of the the on tap crew who uh, cover the White Sox for this website. So uh, you should just, you know, run down the ballpark experience. You guys got to see the White Sox unveil the new City Connect jerseys. Looks pretty uh, cool on TV where they is uh, as sweet in person. Yeah, they they look really they look really sharp uh, on the field. You know, it kind of gives me like Vanderbilt vibes. Uh, and maybe I'm not as big of a fan of those ones, but man, with the with the font and the script across the front, uh, ma- matching with the hats, uh, looked really cool. And I was pretty close. I was fourth row down the third baseline, so uh, that was cool to see uh, up close and personal. Um, obviously, we did our best. We drank a lot of rally beers, trying to uh, get, get them back into it. And uh, Jake Lamb, Ray Lamb, uh, helped us out a little bit, uh, but they couldn't get over the hump uh, and ultimately, you know, win kind of blowing around. Uh, had the long balls flying, but overall, day was great. Uh, we got out to uh, Cork and Carey before, cracking them early and often, um, and then everyone went to the game, uh, so met up with Duke uh, inside the stadium. He made the little rounds, uh, talked to Buzz, and uh, sat with everybody that was there for at least a little bit, and uh, then afterwards, we went and uh, drank some misery beers at Cork after, so it was good times. Sounds like it, Johnny. I, uh, I wish I was able to join you guys, but I'll be back at the ballpark this week. Uh, the uh, the season ticket plan kicks in. Well, we missed the first game, but uh, Jake Trojan and I will be back out Tuesday and Thursday. Um, at least that's the plan so far. Looks weather looks a little hairy for Tuesday, but uh, we'll get into that a bit later, Johnny. Uh, let's let's break down today's winner. Yeah, yeah. Before we do, Tony, I uh, need to remind the listeners visit ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on social media at ontapsportsnet and at socks on tap. And if you're looking for White Sox merchandise like those nifty Southside City Connect jerseys we were just talking about. Make sure you are hitting up Grandstand. They sell it there, uh, located right by the ballpark, and you can shop online at grandstandsocks.com. Follow them on social media at 
grandstand socks. All right, that's out of the way. Tony, let's talk about a winner. Uh, 3-0. White, White Sox, uh, you know, uh, shut out the Tigers today. Love to see it. Detroit sucks. Uh, Dylan Cease was fantastic. Uh, I think we should start there uh, because the pitches were moving really well, and it just shows uh, how good he can be when he's on and when the command's there and when the breaking stuff is sharp. Yes, absolutely, Johnny. And that's exactly where I wanted to start with this one was Dylan Cease, because this was, you know, uh, an adversity game for him uh, coming off what was his, uh, I I guess we could say worst performance uh, of the season thus far in his last start. Um, You know, Sean and I talked a little bit about it last night uh, in today's preview. But uh, yeah, it was his stuff just came back today and looked absolutely crisp. The curveball might have been as nasty as I've seen it all year. Just able to put hitters away with command. That's something that uh, Dylan Seats has in his arsenal. And when it's working like it was today, uh, you're going to see those high strikeout totals from him. Uh, it was it, it was quick work for Dylan Seats, man. It, it looked nasty. Yeah, it was. And, you know, you talked about the curveball. You know I'm a huge fan of that. I love a good 12-6 curveball, and Dylan Cease has that. That's why Sox on tap rule number 84 is drop the hammer. Uh, he dropped multiple of them today. And more impressive, too, because we know about the curveball, Tony. We, we know it, and we know when it's on. It can be very deceptive. But the slider, it was clicking a lot better than I think it has in the past, you know, because that's a different type of break to it. Uh, but you see how effective it can be for a guy like Carlos Rodon. And obviously, he's lefty, turned around. But still, just the slider as a pitch in general more widely used, I would say, uh, than curveballs are. But, uh, you know, Dylan sees when you get both of those working along with fastball command, uh, good luck. And he went seven strong today. Uh, we, we end up striking out here uh, 10 on the day in the double digits. Love to see that uh, over strikeout batters. I'm sure uh, he had a fun time with that one. Oh, allowed, sure. allowed five hits uh, and also got a little help from his defense, uh, which we'll talk about uh, as we get into some of these innings here. Uh, but Tony, only scoring in this game was uh, in the bottom of the second. White Sox getting it done early and the pitching uh, just, just leading the way the rest of it. Uh, in the bottom of the second, Eaton, it's a one-out triple. Vaughn, our pick to click, Tony. Love to see it coming through. Uh, RBI spot there. That gets the Sox on the board. Uh, after Angle popped out, uh, Nick Madrigal doubles and Tim Anderson brings in two more RBI single of his own. So uh, scoring, uh, not too much, not, not in great quantities here, but enough to get the job done. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, the the Eaton play, I want to go back to that one uh, just a little bit. And, uh, you know, as, as Eddie Olchek would say on Hawks broadcast, all you young hockey players, all you young baseball players out there, if Eaton's hustling around the bags, Johnny, you think he – Think he scores on that? That was uh, brought up on the broadcast. It, it looked like Eaton was not running full speed um, until he rounded second base, heading for third there. Uh, thoughts on the play from you? So that's good thing that you brought it up and you were able to see it um, because I did not uh, see it. I was listening. I was out on the disc golf course uh, for the early innings, so uh, I was listening. So Len Casper didn't really uh, touch too much on it. So I don't know if he saw it or not either, but um, I would not know. Uh, but I do know for a fact that Adam Eaton is constantly banged up and bruised and whatever the hell it is. Even when he's healthy, when, he, when he's not on the IL, there's probably something that could that he's dealing with that could put another player on the IL. Let's just say that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just something that, that I picked up there. Regardless, uh, Johnny, triples cool and tough. I, I think we both know that. Um, and he gets himself in scoring position there. And obviously, uh, Vaughn and uh, – uh, was able to get the job done there to bring him in. Uh, Johnny, uh, just, you know, the, the White Sox offense on a day like today, uh, you talk about only getting three runs across the plate. Um, I expected a little bit more. I, I did. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I did too. But, you know, a wind was swirling a little bit. So 
I do think that plays a factor, especially at guaranteed rate field. Um, you can see like a ball in the early innings that gets over Adam Eaton's head, just kind of like picks up a jet stream when it's in a certain spot. But then you're hitting things out to left field and they're getting knocked down or, or even out to center and they're getting pushed uh, a little bit around there. So uh, win factor probably plays a little bit there. But yeah, you would have liked to see Sox score more runs. I think, you know, just dominating a team, blowing them out is awesome. I always love that. You just feel more confident about it. But uh, that's, you know, types of games that we're going to be winning without uh, Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert in the lineup, Tony. So I've honestly become a little more accustomed to it. Yeah, I have. I have as well. But, uh, you know, you just I wanted to blow them out. Detroit sucks. I wanted it to be uh, just a little bit uh, more of a high scoring affair. Uh, you talk about the Dylan Cease overs. Uh, probably not getting any uh, overs on the run total today. Uh, low scoring ball game, but uh, Dylan Cease, you know, probably was uh, part of that. Yeah, it works well when uh, the the pitching is perfect. Uh, I mean, you know, not not perfect to a T, but then you give five hits. But still, uh, it's exactly another one of my kind of like thoughts uh, general from this game, Tony is the succession of Cease going seven innings and then you're going exactly how you plan it. Every If you write it out every time and you want a script and follow it, it was done like a movie today because you get seven out of your starter. You go right to Bummer. He doesn't have any issues. You go to Hendricks. He locks it down. No problem. That I love seeing that, and I love when a plan comes together. Yes, and these are the types of games, Johnny, and I know that the Detroit Tigers are not a playoff caliber team by any means, but that's the kind of script that you want to see throughout the season and even carry on into the playoffs, Johnny, where you just you got your relievers working clean ends of the ball game. Um, you know, and and that starts with the starter going seven strong, like you saw from Dylan Cease today. And the White Sox have plenty of guys in this rotation who can do that. Um, we haven't seen a lot of you know perfect script games, I think, so far. Um, and, you know, th- this game could have been one to nothing and, and the Sox would have gotten the job done today. That's important. You've got the defense. You've got the bullpen working the way that we we thought it would uh, in the beginning of this year. If you talk to us in spring training, I thought we would have seen this exact script play out, I think, many, many more times than uh, than what we've seen so far. So good to get one of these as well. Yeah, you know, like I said, you just like to see it, and it's like uh, I like the predictability of that because, you know, very type A, you know, like my things regimented and, uh, yes. you know, organized, uh, sought out. So that was very organized uh, from the White Sox pitching staff today. Um, yeah, I would agree that you you would have probably thought that you'd see this more, but guess what? Guys struggle. It's baseball. It's a long season. Even, you know, Aaron Bummer, some of the nasty sinkers and cutters that he throws. Uh, sometimes the command's just not there. We've seen him go out in games and walk to uh, you give up a single, you know, you get it's one of those pitches that uh, leaves uh, the yard every once in a while. Uh, and Liam Hendricks dealt with his share of uh, home run issues early on in the season. But, uh, you know, getting the guys guys back on track uh, with performances like today, I think that adds some uh, confidence for uh, both of them. Absolutely, Johnny. All right, what else we got in this ball game, man? I'm, got, I'm excited here. We got the return of Adam Engel, <laughs> yes. and it was highlighted yes. in a big way. Uh, you know, in the first inning, he does make a nice, you know, running uh, catch, running in, uh, and then going back later in the fifth inning, his Tigers could have started to crawl back into this one here, um, and it was a fly ball out to center field. That wind that I was talking about. Blowing it around. Adam Engel turns back to his left, opens his hips to his left, has to readjust, come back right, ends up reaching over his right shoulder uh, and taking away a home run uh, to start the sitting and keeping uh, scoreless, uh, the Tiger scoreless. I love to see it. It was great. And I never thought, if you ask me in 2017, 2018, that I, the words I'm, I was so excited to see Adam Engel finally back today. I thought I'd never say that, but here I am. And I, you know, I love it when a guy can prove me wrong like that. 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Johnny. Um, if you if you go back to uh, those exact years you're talking about up through through 18, um, and even past that a little bit, uh, Adam Engel was not one of the guys that I would have written into uh, the 2021, 22, 23 roster, and he's he's made himself into one of those guys. And a, a large portion of that, and the reason why he stuck around so long was because of his defense, his defensive ability to do exactly what you saw today. Um, I think he's a, a, a very valuable player to a ball club um, as a defensive replacement. And I, I still stand by that. Uh, but he's also a good enough ball player now at this point in his career where he can start some ball games and the White Sox have actually really been blessed this year. Now that I think about it with the play they've gotten out of Billy Hamilton. Um, and I know this is a very, very, the smallest sample size you can get Adam Engel, but just having him on the roster and knowing that you're at some point, probably going to see Luis Robert back in this, in this lineup, Johnny, um, that, that's a lot of center field depth that I think that the White Sox, um, you know, just going into the year, you didn't really think about it you didn't know you had it and uh it's it's been a pleasant surprise if you're a White Sox fan um you know even Billy Hamilton goes down and you got Adam Engel next man up um you know just the ability for the White Sox and they've caught some breaks uh with that you know Billy Hamilton filled in well for for Luis Robert as soon as he goes on the IL you've got Adam Engel right back up there for you um and that was a topic of conversation amongst us uh and amongst White Sox fans like what are you going to do when when Adam Engel comes back not to say that uh, the Billy Hamilton injury was a good thing, uh, but kind of a silver lining here is that uh, Adam Engel is ready to come back uh, as Billy Hamilton hits the IL. Um, unfortunate for Billy, fortunate for White Sox fans, though, that they have a player of the caliber that can step in and continue doing exactly what you saw today um, out of Adam Engel. It's, it's, I mean, storybook stuff. Yeah, you talk about having that depth there, and I agree. It is, it's a it's a blessing that the White Sox are able to have this here, uh, this kind of situation with guys coming in to fill in. But it, it, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, these guys have propelled themselves up to be those quality depth pieces. Yes. Because if you you know if Billy Hamilton doesn't go on tears and you know go all out and make spectacular defensive plays uh, if he looks like he's starting to slow up you know at this point in his career then we're like oh shit you know Adam Engel couldn't come soon enough um, and if Adam Engel didn't increase uh, how he you know is consistency of hitting at the plate uh, didn't you know modify his approach uh, back in kind of what second half of 2019 when he finally came back up from Charlotte is really when it started to finally turn the corner for him. So if they didn't make those improvements, we'd be talking about this as crap depth. So uh, I think it's right. just a testament to the work that both of those guys put in. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that one, Johnny. And we didn't know what we were going to get out of Billy Hamilton. I think a lot of people were surprised to even crack the roster. Um, so, I mean, a lot of, a lot of that has to go, like you said, a lot of that credit is due to those guys stepping up and, uh, you know, finding themselves again, if you're talking about Hamilton, uh, Adam Engel working through some injuries and putting up uh, an impressive uh, shortened season in 2020, um, you know, and just being able to to hang around uh, long enough to make that impact. Uh, but it's just it's good to see. And like you said, man, like if, if you told me like Billy Ham or uh, Billy Hamilton was going to go down in center field and Adam Engel was coming back and White Sox fans were rejoicing about it. Um, I would tell you we'd be having some major problems on this team right now. I mean, that's almost some some laughable stuff. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it from a, a 2018, 2019 perspective, I'd say we're in a whole fuck ton of trouble. Uh, and, you know, just getting that today, um, not that uh, that that home run 
uh, saving catch uh, from Adam Engel was the end-all be-all of this ball game. But you don't know what happens um, if the score breaks loose. Uh, there for Detroit and they get themselves on the board. You don't know how Dylan Reese or Dylan Cease is going to respond to that. It, it could have been a whole different ball game. Uh, I, I truly believe in the butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't know where that's going to go. Um, if that ball gets over the fence or, you know, if somebody else is in center field today, uh, what ends up happening there? So um, just, it, it, man, I go back to storybook all the time. It's, it's really great that uh, he was ready to come back today of all days. Yeah, uh, sometimes those things have a way of working themselves out, and that's just uh, how the universe works sometimes. So uh, that's obviously what happened here. So, uh, you know, you never like to see anyone go down, uh, but the timing of it did end up working out uh, to get Adam Engel back in here and let Billy Hamilton uh, recover uh, from what's ailing him. So, um, you know, it's funny how your perception changes, too. You're just talking about the I would be in the same exact boat as you. 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. you told me that scenario that you laid out, I would be like, oh, my God, like, what are we in last place? Like, seriously, that's what I would think. Yeah, I'd be thinking we'd be drinking a lot more misery beers than victory beers um, at that point in time in the season, If especially if you told me it was, uh, you know, a couple or a week into June um, and we're dealing with this. Uh, that 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 just doesn't look good on paper, um, but it's worked out very well thus far. And, uh, Johnny, uh, before we get any, any farther into this, like the That's So White Sox, has started to change just a little bit. Um, and I wanted to bring that one up with you. It's Sunday fun day. We can break into a few different topics. The That So White Sox of of that era of baseball has somewhat started to change. Do you feel that as well? I 100% do. And I've pointed out at various times here uh, throughout, uh, you know, the course of the season, this early season here, and talked about areas that maybe it's just habits that the White Sox have now that are now good habits, whereas in the past they might have had some bad habits and, you know, not taking walks, you know, uh, wowing too many of them uh, for the pitchers and, you know, just unforced errors, uh, mental errors, that kind of stuff. Uh, but now, like, we can start to identify some trends. Liam Hendricks coming in, shutting the door. Now that's so White Sox. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he's our guy. Uh, you got scheduled Yasmani Grandal walk. Shout out to Yasmani Grandal on Twitter. He, uh, you know, a great account there that's become a thing that now that's so white isn't, that, isn't, that Yas, isn't that Yasmani Grand I with a capital I yeah, or, or it, like it a, yeah it's it's like, something GD yeah it, it, GD. it is a good it is a good account to follow I, I like yeah. that I like that Twitter account but uh Nikki two strikes like that's a that's yeah, so white socks yeah it, dude it, and it's so nice to be able to point those out and I think Nikki two strikes is a great example of that there um you know overall I think we'll get to it at some point here when all these guys you know kind of really figure it out um but the bullpen just being locked down will be another that's a white Sox thing because we know how good they can be on paper so i think that's another one you could add in there uh as soon as the results start coming in a little more consistently yeah and i would just love uh you know the the opponents uh and the, and the fans of those teams you know when when nick magical hits that two out two strike single to drive a run in be like that's so fucking white Sox like that you know what i'm saying like yes. the, the way that we would be like ah, fuck, Kansas City special. I want him to say, ah, fuck, that's so White Sox. And I, I think that it would have that tone and we can change this into a more positive thing than it's been in the past. And I'm right there for that for that ride, Johnny. I can't wait for it to become uh, just a little bit more that's so White Sox in a good way than uh, you know the, the ways that we've had to deal with it in the past.
Yeah, exactly. Because obviously it was, it was a coping mechanism to start, Tony. That's really what it was. And it was just how do you explain some of the crap that's going on in 2018, 2019 when we're shooting ourselves in our own foot? Um, it would just be, you know, how, how else do I explain it except that's so White Sox uh, situations that come about and they're, you know, whatever uh, offseason drama with, with the whole Tony Larissa shit. That was an example of still in the bad. That's mm-hmm. the White Sox. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, it, I will just say it's very nice to see the tides changing. It is, and you're beating divisional opponents. I know we had a rough uh, trip up to New York. That that's probably the low point of the season thus far. Um, but you know, other than that, man, like I've been watching the games a little bit differently this year. A little less panic. A little more. A little more confidence going in. When we when we win ball games, I feel more or less like we should have won them. Mm-hmm. When we lose, I feel like we should have won, but. You know, you know, you can't win every ball game. I I feel like there's just this 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 aura of less pressure around this team so far this year. Um, you know, speaking in in again the first week of June here, um, just the 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 display that they've put on so far, Johnny, has been somewhat confidence inspiring in mm-hmm. in me at least as a White Sox fan where. You know, I, I just I don't have that feeling going into every game where it's like this is do or die. We need to rattle off this win or it's going to be bad. Um, and maybe that's just complacency a little bit with being in first for the period of time that we have. But, you know, I I've, I've came into the season thinking that they had the talent to win the division. And so far over every single stretch of of injuries, of you know down performances they've come back resilient and able to answer the bell and until they don't um it's it's been i think healthy for my heart um probably you know healthy for just me in general uh that it's 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 not that stressful so far this year I love that you said they, they are confidence inspiring, and that is huge for me. I feel very much more confident in the White Sox this year than I have in a long, long time. Um, and I'll circle this back to uh, a specific instance and kind of building on a point that we were talking about earlier with depth guys like Hamilton, like Angle now in the mix. Jake Lamb, you've gotten production out of, uh, you know, other guys like this. Doesn't really matter for me now who's up. It, like even if we're down or something, you know, we go in that game against Detroit on Friday night. We end up, you know, a bad inning. We have bad inning of our own, uh, and we end up going down by one run. I know there. I was very confident that we would be able to at least come back and tie that thing. And as soon as we tied it, I was very confident that we'd be able to come back and win. You get that kind of vibe too. And for me, it doesn't matter who, who's up in that spot. And like, sure, there's some that you'd prefer to have a guy that, right. you know, you'd probably prefer, you know, Jose Abreu in like the clutch spot or whatever it may be, but you still have confidence. Like, it's like, Oh, it's not like a oh, shit. This guy's up. Like, you know, when Billy Hamilton comes up, it's not, you know, at the beginning of the year, it might've been before he started right. hitting. It was like, ah, oh, shit, like this isn't going to get done, but now he's shown that he can do it too. And obviously Jake Lamb hitting some timely home runs. Um, it's feels like there's very few, if any weak links uh, and they have a resiliency to them. And that was something that we talked about on Friday night. And uh, you know, it's the Ricky's boys don't quit bullshit that we were, you know, kind of joking, making a little bit of a mockery of, but at the same time, they really don't quit and they have the talent to do it. And I think they just have the mindset, the approach that yes, we're going to come back and win because we're better than you. Well, and the other thing too, Johnny is when you're watching the ball game, right? Like last year, even, uh, Nomar Mazar comes right to mind. Um, every year's had that player, Yonder Alonso. Like there is one guy that everybody is always constantly all over. 
And so far this year, I think the guy that everybody's been all over has been Yasmani Grandal. Like, let's think about that for two seconds. The guy that everybody's been all over is Yasmani Grandal, who was the premier free agent signing for this team outside of your, you know, Lance Lynn trade acquisition or Dallas Keuchel. Like, the guy in the lineup who is the guy that was brought in here uh, to make this team win is the guy that everybody's all over because he's walking too much. Like, that's that's how... That's how far we've come is to the point where we're talking about one of the better bats in this lineup who, who's still getting on base and still driving production. That's what we're unhappy with versus every single time this guy comes up, it's an automatic out. So like the things that we have to complain about have shifted into like pure ridiculousness almost, at least for me. Yeah. And that's why I've been kind of just on on the way that I've watched this this year. And I think if you follow my Twitter, you can you can kind of pick up what I'm putting down here. Yeah. Like the enjoy this. And I, I know you can can echo this statement as a Blackhawks fan. Like I wish I enjoyed 2010 a lot more than I did because I was on the edge of my seat, not believing what was happening in front of my eyes. I'm trying to enjoy this one and just not get so bent out of shape. I, I yeah, guess, so there's speak. Th- there's a way to still be humble about it because let's be honest, we haven't won we we haven't won shit yet. That's you know talk to me after the Correct. parade, the whole Rick online. There's a way to be humble about it, but still have a confidence to you. And yes. I think we need to find that median uh, and stop nitpicking. I think that's the biggest thing because. Yes, I've under I've been in in moods like that where you just like you know you're negative or you're you know frustrated or antsy or whatever it is, and you just try and find something that's wrong or whatever a trend you don't like, and you got to go. It's like let's take a step back, take a deep breath, and you know appreciate the bigger picture of what it is. Go look at the standings right now. There's your first one, and mm-hmm. I think you'll like what you see. Yes, that, that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm all about right now, Johnny. Is because it's been so long, and we've been promised this. And, and while it looks good, I'm going to enjoy every little bit of it. That, that's that's what I'm, you know, every victory beer tastes better and better with each each day that goes on with a White Sox winner. Each and every victory has has felt earned. Every Everything so far this year has felt earned, um, despite the, the injuries that have happened to this team. And this is probably the 15th time I've said it tonight. Despite the injuries, you're still winning ballgames. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Um, so enjoy it while it's special. And uh, maybe, maybe just, you know, it's like stop and smell the roses for like two seconds on this journey because we could get to October and get bounced real quick. If this is, if this is the high point this year, enjoy it for a little while instead of complaining that Yasmani Grandal took a walk instead of hitting a single. Yeah, winning baseball is still winning baseball, and obviously there's more and more on the line uh, when it comes to October. There's higher stakes there, no doubt. But winning baseball is fun, and we're playing a lot of winning baseball right now. So I think that's my bottom line. I really like your line to kind of sum all that up. Stop the spell the roses. You know, you have to at some point in life, Johnny. Otherwise, you're going to get so stressed out. Uh, these teams are, you know, just they're supposed to be there for your enjoyment. But uh, I know. Myself, I know you, we've watched plenty of games together. Every single time our team loses, just a little part of you dies. So yeah, 
you know, and enjoy the wins. Yeah, you can run hot too uh, after you know, something like that happens with the loss. So uh, I would definitely say that you should, uh, you know, take take time to uh, enjoy those wins uh, to the fullest. So that's what our goal here at Sox on Tap is to do. Hence, victory beers. So uh, obviously, the three occasions of it this weekend, Tony, like I mentioned earlier, taking three or four from the Tigers. Uh, that, that's a successful weekend. Um, let's get into uh, what we're going to be dealing with next year, and that is the Toronto Blue Jays coming to town day off on monday so uh monday june 7th no game uh this will be tuesday june 8th uh 7 10 p.m central time start at home uh blue jays are coming in uh lost two of three to the houston astros over the weekend uh and most recently with the loss uh, they will be off monday as well coming into chicago um it'll be robbie ray uh, for the Jays and Carlos Rodon uh, for the White Sox. Think uh, Los get a little bounce back performance here last time he threw his what? Uh, Cleveland and, you know, the eh, gave him a chance, uh, but it was not his cleanest outing for sure. Let's uh, let's go to the uh, tweet that Andrew Kinsler had uh, just for a minute here, Johnny, about, uh, you know, there was some rotation shuffling around this weekend um, and the, the Zach Collins factor uh, that plays into this, Johnny. Um, you know, I, I, I can't find the actual tweet. I've been trying to search for it, but I'm pretty sure uh, it had to do with uh, Yasmati Grandal right. riding the bench because, you know, Lucas Giolito can't throw to, uh, you know, uh, can't throw to Yasmati Grandal. So it's going to be Zach Collins for Rodon and Giolito. And that's why you saw Cease today. Um, you know, I'm looking at the what we can expect from the lineup. One thing I want to go back to is the fact that Tony La Russa used – Yasmani Grandal in the DH spot for the first time um, when Giolito Saturday. was was on the mound was that Saturday. Yep. So, are you are you going to see that again on Tuesday? Is the question. I, I hope so. I mean, there's a chance that it could be uh, Yerman in there, um, but it, this is this is all assuming too. This is, all assuming. this is all assuming Zach Collins is the catcher. This is um, all yeah. This is all assuming Zach yeah. Collins is the catcher. I. I I would say, um, you know, I would prefer it to be yes, because uh, you know, got hot, started getting hot a little bit this weekend. I want that to continue. Um, so, and I think that's more important. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to, you know, I just talked about stopping and smelling the roses. So I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite here, uh, but I am not fully in on Yerman, um, to be honest with you. Um, and that's takes away nothing from his tour start. I'm not trying to, and I would love for him to, pr- you know, be a guy that proves me wrong, but. There's just not a track record there to go off of. Whereas Yasmani Grandal, you've seen stretches yes. in, over the course of his big league career that are like, okay, this guy can really go on a tear. Think about 2019 with the Brewers. I mean, reason why uh, he earned the contract that he did here. So I, I would like to see Grandal, but I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Yerman uh, in the spot either uh, because, you know, that's just something that they do. And you could also be trying to stack days off for Yasmani Grandal. You know how they're doing that now with the Brayu. They set him yeah. today. So you get the two days off while Grandal played today so if you go you got obviously got a regular off day tomorrow and then if you're trying to stack another one i think uh, I, you know what I, i'm gonna make a prediction I, I predict it will be yearman but i hope it's grandall that's just me though so I, I i i'm wondering if i if i can like try and enter the mind of tony la Russa for just a second i'm wondering if that's the new zach collins is catching lineup with the way that yearman has been because outside of friday night's uh, you know, single from Yerman Mercedes where he drives in the winning run, um, which I, I still believe should be able to get him off the schneid a little bit. You know, he's got the new haircut. He's got Yermanator etched into his head. Um, you know, that might give him some confidence too. But, you know, th- 
the lineup is so much better with Yasmani Grandal in it than Yerman Mercedes. If you, if you have in, to choose in, between the two. Yes, yeah. if I have to choose between the two. And I know why it's been the way it's been so far is because you want to have that backup catcher on the bench. You're less confident in Yerman Mercedes to step in late inning roles, but you did you did see him this weekend do that. So I'm wondering I'm shocked by the way at that. I thought he would never see an inning behind the plate for the White Sox. <laughs> so that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering is is because and this is all tinfoil hat time Sunday fun day. Tinfoil hat time, the reason you saw the way that game worked was Tony LaRusso wanted to test out what it would be like if he had to use Yerman Mercedes in a defensive replacement situation, given his bats gone cold. Um, he wants to try this strategy where you can replace Yerman Mercedes at DH and get those extra bats for Grandal because he's starting to feel better or during the early parts of the year. Maybe that nagging injury that you, Andrew Kinsler, and I were talking about has started to go away. Yasmani Grandal's feeling a little bit better right now, and the bat deserves to be in the lineup. Maybe this has all just been something that's been kept quite hush so far this year, um, and now we're going to start to turn that corner. Um, because, you know, we, we've talked about it. We do have guys that are going to be coming back. Is Yerman Mercedes going to be sticking around? How's this thing going to look? Uh, if you look back at last year, Rick Renteria was not shy about getting two catchers in the lineup every day. Um, it, it's it's something that Larus is going to have to feel out and figure out quite quickly. Um, so that's that's my tinfoil hat time here is that that, that might be the go-forward move is that Yerman's the third catcher, so to speak. Uh, and rides the bench in favor of Grandal's bat, just depending on on matchup. All right, I think there's a lot of strong points in your tinfoil hat time there, so I think I think it's very evidence based uh, in that, especially with seeing that. But obviously, that was the first time that it happened, so we do have to see right. if it repeats. And that we're just trying to predict that here, though. So I like that uh, trying to get into the mind of TLR on the decision making front there. So um, I, I can see it, uh, especially you know I think there is a little bit another shred of evidence I'll throw in there. Uh, to kind of back up the point that you had said about Yasmani Grandal, because it, ne- it never resulted here, it, at least during uh, the regular season, in an IL stint. Um, it, we know that. He's been around all year, and obviously there's been days where he's sitting out for multiple days in a row, and we're like, what the hell is going on? And people start speculate On Thursday night's game, or no, excuse me, it was Friday night's game, Steve Stone, before Yasmani Grandal hit his first home run in that game, he was saying that they were talking about the home run from Thursday night. And Steve Stone said, as Yasmani Grandal came up to the plate and they're, you know, showing the stats graphic at the bottom, he had said that, you know, Yaz is finally starting to have his legs feel better underneath him. And that weight shift is huge for him as a hitter. Mm-hmm. And there's never any, never any reports, never any. Remember, there's no there's no updates from James Fegan about it. There's no, right. you know, it, it was just, oh, he just had this little thing at the beginning of spring training. And that was about it as far as Yasmani Grandal injury news goes. So like you'd said about things being a little hush, maybe under the table, just, you know, nagging, but not enough to put him on the IL. I think it's a very real uh, possibility that that's what was going on uh, with him. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there to just further back up your point, because if that's the route that they're going, I like it. Yeah. And Johnny, you know, it's just, you know, I think we need to get a graphic for this segment here, because I think we, we, we broke into something that we, do quite often, but uh, this really felt like an episode of Socks on Tap Investigates uh, right here where we go down <laughs> and talk about maybe not a tinfoil hat theory, 
But Socks on Tap investigates kind of like... We're turning over all the clues here, Tony. (laughs) Yes, we're turning over the clues. Um, Yeah, we're on an episode of Blues Clues right now. You get Buzz to dance around with a cartoon dog, (laughs) um, you know, and we can have that play across as we do this segment, uh, you know, Buzz Clues uh, as we go down here. You can be... Yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with it, but it just sounds funny. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's what we're doing here because we don't... We're not in the we locker room. I don't know. Like no, but it was it was weird though to hear Steve Stone say that, and um, you know the the whole weight transfer thing. Was it a hip? Well, you know what, what was going on because uh, the, he was resting enough to question: Is he fully there, or are we just this committed to Zach Collins so far this year? So this is a little tinfoil, not tinfoil that time, but I, no no real basis. But I'm gonna go with calf. Um, because one that nags you when you are catching and you're squatting and you're doing that constantly. And that's a very common ailment uh, for a catcher to be able to deal with. And second of all, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong on this, but if I remember correctly, that is what the update was at the very beginning of spring training. I'm talking like day five there. Yeah. Uh, I dude, you could put money down on everything, but uh, we're never going to know the answer to that. Uh, unless it's in an untold story somewhere down the line in a, uh, you know, 2021 world series dvd um but you know that would be i mean that would be cool um yeah i i don't know man we can we can go in here and we can uncover as much as we want to just from things that we've seen things that are on twitter uh observations from watching the game uh but we're not gonna know uh and that's why this is uh tinfoil hat time or socks on tap investigates yeah as it's on sunday funday uh, fun stuff time you know obviously we're, we're running through these uh, like these segments that we're building up here uh, another one i'm gonna throw into the mix here tony kind of new uh but just cool shit i've seen in white Sox land cool shit we've seen in white Sox land uh first of all bush lights in the stadium tall boys beautiful love it must have had some leftover or they're finally filtering those in um but our guy duke coughlin brought me down one uh, when he came to sit uh, by me on uh it's saturday afternoon so that was cool and then second of all tony Larusa doing the cocktail with the south side jerseys was hilarious so that's cool shit i've seen in white Sox land how about you you know i would have went right to the tony Larusa thing because i was going to bring this up with you um just it, there's a lot going on there man there's there's so much um you know and i've done socks on tap investigates whether or not that you know the whole tony Larusa locker room thing but uh you know just if we're going to go more tinfoil off of that and cool shit i think tony Larusa has been trolling everybody um, and laughing about it with you on Moncada at the nightclub <laughs> every single goddamn night. Uh, because, I mean, the cocktail thing, you know, the way they're all hugging him as they come off the field today. Oh, and, and congratulations to Tony LaRussa on uh, becoming the second all-time winningest manager in, in baseball history. That's pretty fucking cool and tough, in my opinion, Johnny, if we want to speak in socks on tap terms. Uh, but, you know, uh, you look at just Chicago coaches – who have been around the game, who come around, you know, young, talented organizations and, uh, you know, make winners out of them and are also in the history books as all-time winning as coaches in their sport. I mean, like that puts Tony LaRusso right there with Coach Q. Yeah, so it I is, just wanted it, to draw that comparison. Real yeah, no, like, I, let's, I, let's talk about that. I like that. I mean, they're, they're both legendary coaches. I mean, you know, you could take Tony, Tony Lurson didn't even come back. He's still a legendary coach for what he did with the Cardinals and his, you know, longevity of his career. Uh, obviously, he had run for a while with the A's and obviously got to start with the White Sox. So it was already an accomplished career before that. But now he's just adding, uh, you know, spoils to the the resume. I mean, yeah. it, it's awesome. I, I loved seeing that. Uh, and it was cool. It's like you'd said, I, I really think that was cool. The uh, kind of congratulatory line. 
line uh, after the, you can tell the guys. Uh, I think I saw uh, on the post game show they said Adam Engel re- retrieved his jersey uh, from the laundry to you know get it so you know Tony Larusa could sign it for him. Uh, to remember that as being part of that game. So I just stuff like that. So cool. it, it, it warms my heart. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It, it's so cool, uh, and I think that. You know, uh, one thing that if we're going to go into something that uh, I don't want to I don't want to shame people for, uh, you know, get upset about. But I think one thing, Johnny, that that really, I guess, grinds my gears just a little bit. Maybe we can get our graphics guy to do a little like what grinds Tony's gears, uh, you know, graphic for these segments going forward to shorts. He's going to get a long to do list uh, (laughs) after this episode. Uh, But, you know, I, I really feel like if Tony La Russa was more well-received by White Sox fandom in general, uh, this would have been a bigger to-do. It it, kind of pisses me off just a little bit um, that the the witnessing of a historic event in baseball kind of falls by the wayside just by the, you know, public perception, uh, so to speak, that Tony La Russa gets because this was – this is a historic game. Like if we're really talking about it, I think uh, right on the broadcast stone had said, uh, and I'm sure this was something that uh, Chris Kampka had uh, found out. Like this is like the first time that there's been a move in like the top four or five of the leaderboard since like 1920. Um, that's a hundred years ago. You know, like th- these are historic moments that are happening here with Tony LaRusso on the South side. And um, you know, regardless of whether or not you like them, don't like them, whatever, uh, we're, we witness history today, uh, and that happened in a White Sox uniform. That's going to go down in the history books. I know you, you make a joke about it. He's a Hall of Fame baseball person, but he is. Um, you know, and this is something that uh, you know. There's nobody close to fucking catching him. Yeah. So huh. you know, White Sox is going to be there in the history books forever, and and a lot of people just want to like breeze past that and go after him for you know bunting once or twice uh, over the course of the season. And yeah, that could put him in a worse position to win a ball game at some point in time. It, it's his job to make that call. Um, we can roast him about it. We will. Um, but at the same point in time, like that's not a reason to hate the man. If you hate the off the field stuff, I'll, I'll you know we can get all into that. Uh, but today was historic, and I feel like a lot of people yeah. aren't yeah. celebrating as much as if it was you're, somebody else. You're, you're not uh, allowing yourself to fully enjoy the whole scope of it because guess what? The manager's part of the team, too. I, I know it's obviously the guys on the field that do it. They have to go out there and perform. So they get the, the lion's share of the credit, as, as they should, uh, in a win or a loss, in my opinion, uh, yep. because sometimes you just don't perform and you lose. But sometimes you do really cool shit, like Adam Engel robbing a home run, and you should be lauded for that. Um, but guess what? Manager's part of the team, too. So someone's got to bring them all together. It's coaches are part of teams you know why why do you love uh or hate matt Nagy uh for for the bears you know they love them the first year they hate him the second years but that's you know uh it's stuff like that and it's a it's a rough I, position and it's a rough position especially I, in chicago i i just yeah no it, it always is and it's always you know harsh criticism from any of the major markets you go you go to new york you go to chicago la obviously uh up in canada especially we know with hockey toronto they're going to catch more hell this year oh, for yeah. losing again in the first round so i i get that and that, that's all part of the thing but guess what the manager's part of the team and if you're just because you don't like him let's be honest that's what it is that's where most of this ire uh, comes from they just don't like him for and that's fine if you have your reasons you're entitled to your opinion but you're letting that ruin your experience a little bit um and if you're not being able to enjoy something like this or at least appreciate uh, that it was a historical moment and something that's he's probably not going to be caught for number two i would guess yeah no I, i don't i don't think he will be if he is congratulations to whoever that is but there there is there is nobody alive right now 
and I'm not saying that Tony LaRusso is going to do this, but there is nobody alive right now, in my opinion, who really has a chance to go catch number one in the next 50 years. So, you know, be that as it may, I, I was starting to do some quick math on it. Like he'd have to stick around and coach for like maybe six, seven, eight, nine years uh, before that would even be a possibility uh, to to get to the number one spot. We don't even know if Tony LaRusso is going to, be around uh, in that many years, but nobody else has the chance to do that. Even like on this planet right now, um, who's actively coaching in baseball. So like, just like you got to stop and and look at that and say, that's pretty cool and tough. I'd agree, man. And so I, you know, I was able to enjoy it. So that's up to you. If you don't want to, you don't want to talk about it, whatever. Go ahead. You do, but uh, we're going to sit here and enjoy it in socks on tap because we're covering all aspects of the team. So, yeah, no, that, that's just something that I wanted to get into. Uh, and I hope, you know, if I'm going to segue this, I, I hope that that doesn't, you know, preclude anybody from not enjoying, you know, a playoff run or, you know, any other milestones along the way. You're going to boom at the uh, championship parade? I, I would get like, like <laughs> I would know, imagine she, there will be people that do. I, I, I would imagine there would be. I would imagine there would be. And, you know, what's really funny too is like, I look at this, you know, and, and maybe I'm, I'm drawing a lot of Hawks similarities to this team because I think that, you know, uh, this team has a lot of similarities to that young Hawks team. They've got an exciting core. They've got some leaders who are there. Uh, they've got a fucking manager coach who's been there, done that, knows how to get the job done as a very serious individual. Um, you know, there's so much excitement around the team. The stadium's alive. There's just a lot of similarities, new cool slogans and things that are going cool shit that's going on around the ballpark. Like that's the same thing as, uh, you know, when the Hawks started introducing like the Chelsea dagger and there's, there's new things that are coming in. Yeah. One goal, like the whole entire marketing campaigns and slogans and things that are going on. Change the game. There's so many similarities and the White Sox are displaying a lot of things that organizations do when they have set themselves up for a significantly long period of success at the top of their sport. And, you know, like, I just wonder what it would be like if people would be rallying around Tony La Russa a little bit differently, if he just maybe was the preferred hire or, you know, the off the field stuff that happened were a little bit different because I think that there's definitely a narrative there that like Rick didn't get his guy and like all these other things. And they may be true, they may be true, and if they are, like it's just a totally different vibe around it because you look at Joel Quinville, and he's a hero here. He'll never pay for another drink or meal in his life in the city of Chicago, it feels like. Everybody loves him. I mean, there's people who are still following him down in Florida as he's leading the Panthers. Like There's, there's so much that goes on with him as a hero here. I wonder, Johnny, and I'll ask you this question, if Tony La Russa wins – two world series or even one world series with the white Sox, will be, will he be celebrated or will he still be booed? Uh, when we talk about this team, 10, five, five, 10, 15 years down the road. Uh, unfortunately can't answer that because we'd have to see uh, the reaction to that. But as of right now, it feels that way. Um, it feels that way because there's just so much, like I said, ire that it's drawn around him. And uh, yeah, there's some that, that people have, you know, reasoning behind it. And I totally understand it. But uh, at the same time, it's, uh, you know, when we're talking about win baseball games here, first of all, the White Sox have done a lot of it so far this year and they're set up to do it um, the rest of the season. 
hopefully in October. Uh, obviously, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and then see how long it, it, what happens. Is he around next year? Is he around, you know, how, how long is this thing going to go? And, uh, you know, how long are the White Sox going to compete? Because we're obviously expecting it to be a multi-year contention window, talking, you know, four, five, six, whatever it may be here. Um, so I'd have to see during that, Tony. But as of right now, I know it feels like people still won't be bought in on him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion. It's where I am too. It's just an interesting question. Just something that I'm pondering as this season progresses is, you know, what, what's the legacy going to look like? Because as of, as of today, you know, we still, we still have articles coming out like just over the last week, you know, like WGN goes after, uh, you know, the, the DUI arrest video, um, Southside Sox releases a uh, quite slanderous piece about his, you know, animal, uh, foundation that he runs. There's just a lot of things that have been coming out and it still feels like, you know, some, you know, it feels like the news. Everybody wants to be the one that takes Tony LaRusa down. Um, <laughs> finally, like, I feel like that's like a, a thing for almost every news organization up, outside of on tap sports net. Cause that's not going to happen here. We're not trying to take uh, Tony LaRusa down at all. Um, we'll cover the team. Like you said, from all aspects, Johnny. Um, but I just feel like there's like a bounty on Tony LaRusso's head and, and somebody wants to be the one that uncovers, you know, the, 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 yeah. the kill shot that yeah. takes him down. <laughs> they want to put the last nail in the coffin. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> that, that, that's just what it feels like. That, that is seriously what it feels like. And I saw all of that shit too. Uh, and shit it was. So um, that's just I stand on that. It's like, dude, I, and, and that's I why just, I, that, I, I, that, that's why it feels like this should have been something that's more celebrated. I mean, the dude should have a statue at this point in time somewhere, uh, just in in the baseball realm of things. That he is the second all time winningest manager in this game. Like that's something that's in, that's incredible. Like you know, you could say that about any other human, apparently, um, in relation to the baseball things that they've done, and it wouldn't, you know it would be something that everybody would be rushing to do. Like if this was, if this was AJ Hinch and we hired him and he, he won this game and he was an old guy or whatever, it would have been fine even though he cheated. Uh, but if it's Tony LaRusso, so it just feels bad. That's, it just feels wrong to me. Yeah, no, I agree that you should be. It, 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 I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Here. Can you stop and smell the roses? And that's all aspects of this thing, um, because there, there are some incredible feats that, like we just saw today, um, and it should be celebrated for the players, uh, the team, the, the cool shit they do. Um, you know, enjoying times uh, at the ballpark. Uh, you know. All aspects of it. You should be able to, um, you know, rally around a good social media post that the team makes and not just uh, have Tony old drunk, stupid uh, comments like, you know, in the replies, whatever. You're free to do that if you want. I get it. But it's like if you're really fully, thoroughly enjoying this thing, let's do all aspects of it. Yeah, let's let's look at it and, and, and just enjoy it for what it is right now. And that's a first place baseball team. Um, in the first week of June. And I think that's that second best record in the American league right now. Well, and there's like looking at this coming in, Johnny, looking at it coming in. Did you expect them to be in, in first place right now, or maybe battling it out with Minnesota? Cause that's yeah. what I thought oh, I, was going to happen. I, 
I think it, it would have been. I had him, you know, pegged for being right there, neck and neck with uh, the Minnesota Twins. And uh, you know, I think that it, we we will have our stretches of you know probably battling the Cleveland Indians uh, for you know spots because there's times where they're starting pitching probably just carry them and they'll be that kind of pain, you know, the thorn in the side. Uh, but you know, so different team there. But I thought we'd be battling a little bit more. But now it's like you know you look in there and see it's like okay, oh, there's a little cushion. You know, we're four games up now uh, on Cleveland uh, in the uh, AL Central, and then going by. By, uh, the league here uh, in the AL, you know, only one game back of the best record in the AL. Uh, that's uh, from the Tampa Bay Rays. So we'll have some head-to-head meetings to be able to try and uh, take uh, that spot over uh, in the next uh, week and a half or so. That's going to be a fun series. That's going to be a very fun series of baseball to watch. I know the AL East has been somewhat of a, a, an issue for the White Sox. I, I hope they can put a, you know, at least – uh, good two ball games together against Tampa, like uh, like two yeah, really yeah. solid good ball games. Yeah, we, we'll we'll see what happens. I'll say this: I, I respect the Rays. I understand they they have a process and they hammer it out and they get results on the field. So I respect them. That in mind, I fucking hate them. I fucking hate the Tampa Bay Rays. You know it's, me; I can't stand them. They'll trade away a, a good decent piece they have the minute a shingles loose at Tropicana Field, like. It's ridiculous, you know. And, and it, there's there's a there's a team out there that everybody could probably love. It's like Tampa Bay or like Miami, because like they're just they're in Florida. Everybody loves Florida. You vacation there, you can go. You could watch a ball game while you're on vacation. I don't even I don't even want to do that because I hate both of those franchises. And if you go back, the specific reason you hate the Tampa Bay Rays is exactly what you said. Like this team over the course of my lifetime has traded away more talent than anything that I've ever seen in my life. Like you just, I, I, I can, oh man, you can't even start naming names here because these could have been all-star teams at points in time, Johnny. And they just, they get rid of everybody, but yet they're still successful in like a naggy way. Yeah, it, It's un- unreal. And I, I, I respect their success because they found a way to do it on a budget. They're balling on a budget, essentially. That, that's what it boils down to. So props to them. Props to the front office people. Props to their scouting, uh, especially them, because they always get a prospect that comes and lights the world on fire. Randy or Rosarina. We, you know. we know you and love the, prospects that light the world the, on fire, Johnny. I don't know the, if there's anything that <laughs> makes you like more amplified than that. Immediate like, gratification. You yes. Know it. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I thought you'd be like the biggest Yerman guy. But I get, you know, there, there's just things that uh, I know that you hit on, and your one thing is like prospects that that just come up and rake. That, that's a that's a hot button for you for for, for a while. It had but just been we we couldn't have anything. It was like we can't have nice things, but the rest of the league gets them. And all you're hearing is Vladdy Jr. All you were hearing was oh, uh, I still Ra- got Rafa- Rafael Devers. You remember? You, you yeah, know, we're still you know hearing the name. both of those names. Jordan right? Alvarez, remember him? Yeah, but you just hit on two. Vlad Jr. and Raphael Devers. Like, there's people right now who are surprised that Johan Moncada is not leading the vote uh, in the all for the All Star vote, and that like a lot of analysts are picking Devers uh, to be the starter. Johnny, like, there's people who are surprised by that. Are you? Are you one bit surprised? I mean, the, the the way that national media attention shifts, Correct. first of all, they're an East Coast team, so they're going to get more coverage. So I'm not surprised in that regard. But, um, you know, I'd have to go and look at it, too, because I, you know, I'm a White Sox fan. I, I'm not digging in every day. I'm not looking at Rafael Devers increase or decrease in OPS from day to day. I'm not doing that shit. Um, 
So I'd have to go back and look and make an informed decision. But you know, that's, I, I'm that's another good one. Man, is, mangata, mangata. Is is OPS the end all be all for all stars? That's another question. No, I mean, I'm just saying stuff like that. Though I don't, I don't go, I don't know how many. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many home runs Rafael Devers has. Just from just from the media attention standpoint, though, Johnny, like those are the guys who are going to get it. It's it's Vlad Jr. It's Rafael Devers. It's not going to be Yohan Moncada. It's not until the team proves otherwise, and that's by winning a championship or you know continuing to stay in the news cycle uh, by any means possible. Uh, Tony Larusa incidents and 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 stuff like that can probably help it a little bit, but um, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to get that coverage. So uh, the White Sox have been in the national spotlight a, a bit more than you would expect this year. Um, so I, I think that that you know could be coming for Yohan Moncada. But if yeah, if I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna ask for a call to action, like can we as White Sox fans do everything in our power? Yes, which is vote. I, I which was is vote. For Yohan Moncada to be the All Star, so let's send a message. I want, let's do it. I want every if you're Sox on Tampa listener and you're just a White Sox fan, just do it. Go on. It takes you know maybe about two minutes every day to do it, and you can vote up to five times a day. And after you make all your selections, you can just click the you know submit again, submit again, you know up to five times. Go vote for every single White Sox. Like Buzz Buzz's Homer tweet, I love that. Go invite vote for every single White Sox player at every position. I don't care how they're performing. Fuck all the other teams. Let's get our name represented because we're having a damn good season and people should know about it. So if Can I we, won't I won't feel one bit bad if Yasmani Grandal slips in to the catcher spot in the AL with a fucking sub two hundred average, I won't feel one bit bad. And White Sox Twitter is <laughs> the perfect place to do this. But uh, if you're listening to this from you know Facebook. Uh, all these places go vote and, and tag us in your all white Sox votes. We want to see that Johnny. We want to see that type of yeah, stuff. Maybe and, we can run a little promotion. Maybe we and, can get something together with grandstand our sponsor. We Maybe we can do something about this and, and do some sort of giveaway. Even if it's just on tap merchandise or something, we could put something together, tag us in these things. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I love it. I was just going to do that. I love that you have a call to action there because I was just thinking of that uh, as we were talking about all-star voting and recognition from the media and all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? Fans have a vote. You can do it. Uh, make your voice heard. Do that. Um, and uh, block the Cubs out on the National League side. Vote for their top competitors um, over there because that, that's really nice to see. I want the White Sox to have more all-stars than the Cubs this year. This is a rivalry. This is a rivalry. I, vote, I voted for mine was, mine was all White Sox in the AL. All Cardinals in the NL. No better way. No, no, I'm be- that petty. no better way to use your all-star vote, Johnny, in my opinion. You know what? So, no, some, sometimes I'll, no throw, I'll sprinkle in Brandon Crawford in there because I don't want to see Tatis or Javier Baez anywhere near that. They will get in. Javier, excuse me, uh, Fernando Tatis will make it. No question. I know that. But if I can do any little thing like that, I'll be petty. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. If the MLB gives you the opportunity to decide who the all-stars are, you damn well know that, like, Unless there's somebody who I'm infatuated with and they're here, maybe they're a good standout fantasy player for my team, and you're not a fantasy guy. Um, but if you are, uh, you know, maybe it's your guy you want to see him in the all star game, or maybe you don't, so you don't want to vote for him, whatever. But I always vote all White Sox, like that's just my thing because yeah. I want to give these guys as many votes. And I, th- I think it's cool and tough when you see your guys represented on the national stage, even if you don't watch the all-star game, I want to see my guys there. Maybe yeah. I actually tune in. Oh, if my guys were on the, team. how awesome was it when we had three in 2019, how it was fun when you had Jose Abreu, when you had 
Uh, James McCann, yes. when you had Lucas Giolito out there, is awesome. You know, right. I want to see that again. Let's get more of that. Um, and uh, on the NL side, like I said, let's if they you have a chance to do it, undermine the Cubs. Do it. Go get, ahead, do it. Fuck guys, them. get your guys out there because that's why you want to watch. Yeah, I, I give, the only reason that you'd want to tune into this game is is to see those guys there. And you know, I, I'm more of a fan, Johnny. It's Sunday Fun Day. I'm more of a fan of the home run derby anyway. I want to see one of our guys in the home run derby this year. I'm absolutely pissed off, not only because Eloy Jimenez is out for the White Sox so far this year, but I want to see him in a home run derby. I know that the the jinxes and the other shit that's there, but I just think that Eloy Jimenez in a home run derby would be so beneficial for White Sox fans just in general to see him win one of them damn things. Yeah, I mean, it would just be fun to see how many he can friggin' hit because I would imagine he could be close to setting some records. And he would have fun with it. He would have fun with it. He would turn into a national sensation just with the camera spotlight on. Yeah, hi, mom, and the whole entire time. Just the, the crazy shit that Eloy Jimenez would say during the the interviews that go on during the home run derby. He was built to win a home run derby. So I I, I want to see that happen at yeah. some point. Eloy Jimenez home run derby. Like I, I don't know how we can figure out a way to get him there. Uh, it's not going to be this year, but but next year, Eloy Jimenez has to be in the home run derby for me. Yeah, we, we definitely need him, and I'd like to see him in multiple ones. Uh, and you know, uh, if we get anyone else in there too, uh, I doubt White Sox will have a representative this year because they've not been doing it by way of the long ball. Uh, do, no, you know, they have not, not. not not as heavily as they did obviously last year. They had a lot of home runs last year, but they were also <laughs> two guys that hit a lot of those home runs healthy. Uh, so and obviously Jose Abreu had an MVP season, so. Um, unfortunately for them, no all-star game during that COVID year. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'd love to see Eloy in one of those for sure. So um, I'd also, I'd also like to see Johnny and and one last Sunday fun day topic for me is a white Sox home run derby. Just pack the seats at the rate, you know, line up Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Yohan Mancata, even get Yerman in there, bring up the guys, Grandal sell beers and just hit home runs the whole time and light off fireworks the whole night. <laughs> yes. Fucking fantastic. It would be the greatest night. No pressure. Nobody's winning anything. Get a, a betting sponsor in there. Fan duel points bet, whoever it is, bet rivers, have them come in there, put some odds on it. Let people win some money. Let people gamble about it. Like just, just to have a night DJ, the whole entire night, uh, you know, giant party in Lot B beforehand. Everybody heads to Chinooks or Turtles or Cork afterward. It would be a great way for the White Sox to just promote their own guys. Yeah, like, and, so and, celebrate the fun that they can have there. Yes, yeah. celebrate the fun. And you know what? Who Tim Anderson's probably going to win the damn thing because yeah. you know he will because he's a competitor. But Johnny, Dude, if, there's, if, there's if, so that's many. My, that's my pick. I need to know who you would take in a White Sox home run derby. Um, see, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go with Yohan Mancata though. The Yohan Mangata, that, that sweet, sweet swing. It's very repeatable. Um, he's very consistent and you just get him mashing balls from the left side. Now, guess what? If he gets tired there, uh, pull arm, uh, flip him over to the right side. No problem. Now who you got, <laughs> I've got like, so like the rules on this thing are, are interesting, right? Like, can they bring back former players or is it just, just current current players current because you can get really crazy let's keep it current if we're keeping it current 
Tim Anderson might be my guy if we're flying under the radar, but you know, just if I, if I'm going off of like who I, who I actually think would win, I mean, Luis Roberts hit some moon shots before. And I mean, if there's somebody who's last year, that was a real game too. (laughs) Yes. And that's in a real game. And that exact home run is probably why I'm putting my money on Luis Robert. Um, You know, Eli Jimenez can probably get a, a little bit more launch angle just with the swing, but I would, I would venture to say that if Luis Robert was just in like, I'm just trying to hit home run mode instead of trying to drive gaps and get on base and use the speed, he might be able to have the physical stamina to get through the whole entire damn thing. So that's why I would probably go with Luis Robert. I, so I got a, I got a funny one. Even he's my guy, but I can make a joke about it. Um, Yasmani Grandal would probably hit a bunch of them in that, thing but you know he would he might hit the most he would he would have issues though tony because he dropped the bat every time and then he'd have to go and pick it up yes. and that would throw him off and you'd have to dig back in it would throw off his rhythm <laughs> Moncada might be there too with you yeah so like that's why like I, I i think back to some of the home runs i think jose abreu would definitely be there in the finals like probably has to be just the most polished hitter um and i think he puts enough out of the ballpark when he's not even trying to but I would also be interested in like some of the early round performances because I think that, uh, you know, even to my point about Eloy Jimenez in, in a home run derby, like he might try and like put on a show early and then fall out at the end because yeah. those things are marathons, man. They're not sprints. We've seen, you know, just like home run Cotter, man. Yeah. He's the best shape in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, Actually, Luis Robert. Yeah. I'll, I'll concede that, but. So I, I do want to bring it back. If we can bring some former players in here, Frank, you know, like Frank, Frank Daniel Polka, I think would be a, a fan favorite in this thing. Dude, like I'm trying I, to I know, sell. I'm, I'm trying know, to sell tickets. I know there there's some ire about his time here, but Adam Dunn, dude, in his prime. I'm talking Cincinnati Reds prime. He can yes. fucking hit some bombs too. Does Jim Tomei get in on this? I think he would. Can, can you invite Manny Ramirez I mean, out for a night? <laughs> Get Manny there, yeah. Uh, I think NWIC, Jose Canseco. He, NW, he'd do and, anything for a dollar. Yeah, we can and, get Jose Canseco in this guy. Yeah, and NWI Steve would very much oppose the Jim Tomei one, but I think he would be in there because he's a good grace with the White Sox. They like him, so yeah, they do. Uh, can we fly Dion Viciedo back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's still crushing out in Japan, right? Yeah, he is. He's absolutely crushing. I still get the uh, Chunichi Dragons uh, box score on my phone every morning. Uh, you know those those four AM games. Still, I still it. put some money down every now and then on the Chinichi Dragons, just because Diane Viciedo is an absolute tank. Tank, he was yeah. a tank. Yeah, yeah. Hawk Harrelson needs to come back in the booth to call the thing too. Yeah, that's, that's my final ask. There would be so many put on the board. I would. Love yeah, it. just put it on the board. Yes, just. You know, that might be Hawks' that's final a, call. That's another thing. Uh, you know, we were talking about this, and yeah, sure, it's exciting, and that's what the main event is, all the players in the field. But I think you could make just, like you said, have like a DJ like going on. You get like, so, I think you could divide up like the announcing to four two because you need Gene Honda for a lot of it, but you could get Benetti in there. You could have Hawk just, you know, giving some commentary. So, wait a second. If, get Len Casper, get the ultimate panel there. Yes. If, if we're doing this, you started out in the afternoon with the, the Legends Home Run Derby. And we invite all these other guys, these former White Sox who were out there. And you have Hawk Harrelson call it, just live pa through the whole stadium. And then in between that bats and stuff, you got DJs. Maybe you can bring some bands in. And then at night, you bring out the current players. And you do the whole same thing, and you let Benetti 
uh, go at it and call that whole thing. I think this would be an excellent White Sox fan event. There'd be beers flowing from two o'clock in the afternoon till 10, 1030. Uh, and you, you cap it off with a headliner band and, or, or a DJ set, Johnny, and it would be a party on the South side. Oh man. I would love something like that. I love that. We're just thinking hypotheticals here. I hope something like that becomes a reality. I understand injury concerns are first and foremost with that. You don't want guys swinging out of their shoes, pulling a, uh, you know, oblique, uh, you know, you saw Fran Mill Reyes with the, just a normal yes. swing, uh, pull, pull a friggin', uh, I'm just dreaming here. I'm I know, dreaming but, here. and I get that, but I do hope at some point the White Sox do that because I think that would be a great way for, we, we talk about appreciating this whole thing, Tony, uh, all aspects of it. That would be the, Total consummation of Southside culture there, uh, of yes. fans, rowdiness of it. You get, like you'd said, the, the past, you get the present, uh, and you just get all the excitement. So I think that would be a perfect uh, Can we book ACDC for this event? <laughs> yes, we need it. Thunderstruck. Yes. That's, I mean, it would be awesome, man. It would be awesome. ACDC and, and Journey. I think would be who I would how who I would book as as the entertainment for this event. We're creating events here. This is this is fantastic. I love yeah. it. Sunday I mean, fun day. Yeah, no no uh um you know and, and no more fitting artists obviously with the connections to the songs there too. So um I, Let's I would be love real. it. We're getting chance to rapper. Most likely, but yeah. you know uh, that will uh That'd be a big get, though. <laughs> it would be a big get there. So, yeah. I mean, you could do all, like I said, you know, you're moving through time with this thing. Uh, go former, uh, go current. Uh, you go old school to modern. Fallout Boy. Yeah. Fallout Boy. They're probably coming along, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll just use that fucking song at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Tony, one thing that before we went off on all of this, and I, I love the discussion that we've had, but it is almost time to wrap it up. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Blue Jays here. So, obviously, we're hoping uh, first game on that Tuesday, it's Carlos Rodon, Robbie Ray. Uh, hopefully, uh, White Sox can get to a lefty uh, once again. And hopefully, uh, Carlos Rodon has a little bit of a bounce back after uh, what went down in Cleveland. Um, obviously, still gave him a shot. So, we need some more runs from the offense, but uh, we need to know who's going to get those done. Uh, pick the click. Ours work today. Andrew Vaughn, who you got for Tuesday? Man, Tuesday's going to be interesting. I'm hard-pressed not to pick Adam Engel. Uh, and, and I don't know why, but I just feel like you know, he comes back today. He makes those defensive plays. He had a solid ball game. He's started to you know just get back into the swing of things. Have not yet picked Adam Engel, so I'm trying to be fresh here, and I'll go Adam Engel. I think he'll get the job done offensively. I love it. I, you know, I really did miss Adam Engel. I think I speak for all White Sox fans there. I missed Adam Engel early on this year, so it's great to have him back. I love that you're going right there, uh, picking him right off the bat. Uh, I'm going to go to the top, though, Tim, Mr. Tim Anderson. Uh, oh, yes. Day off in between here. Uh, he was hot. I had you know, a couple hits today, uh, and I like the uh, this, too. Uh, playing is a little bit more long-winded with this, but of the guys that have multi-hits today, Madrigal in the nine spot, Timmy in the one spot. I love when a plan comes together like that because uh, no better way to turn over the lineup with Madrigal. So uh, I like picking him pretty frequently, but I'm going to go Timmy uh, at the top. And, you know, when there's a lefty uh, on the mound, I feel like Tim Anderson is just licking his chops and he's just waiting and he's thinking about it all day. And he does his homework. He knows. He knows what these guys are going to do. He's going to go and look at Robbie Ray film. He's going to go and look at Robbie Ray trends. Uh, he's going to talk with Frank Menachino. And you're probably going to see it uh, in the form of a home run at some point on Tuesday night. Fireworks. I would love it, Johnny. Uh, I've got tickets for Tuesday. Uh, going to try and be there. I know the weather is going to be interesting on Tuesday. I've already been looking at that just a little bit. There are some storms in the forecast in the area throughout the day. Um, 
hoping that they uh, subside. And I haven't looked in three or four hours. Probably going to check it at least two more times before I go to bed tonight and all day tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, dude, I would love some fireworks via anybody. And if it's Tim Anderson that provides those, so be it. Doesn't matter. You're going to celebrate in the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think that's a big thing too. You know, good that we were able to get by and shows that we can win those games. But uh, let's get back to some offensive explosion because uh, it's uh, you know yes. getting up there close to double digits, but a little bit since I think they you know obviously they won nine to eight uh, in that walk off on Friday night. But still, uh, I'm talking about you know like really crushing a team and putting them down bad, and that would be great. I know the Toronto Blue Jays, and you're probably going to need to do it against them too, Tony. I think that's a big key because talked a lot about the White Sox, and obviously that's what we're here for. But Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they're a team that uh, I think you guys, saying meaning you, uh, Buzz, and Steve, all kind of downplayed them. And I had said a series that I was looking forward to um, on our season preview show, and this is one of them, and you're seeing why with Vladdy Jr. Uh, you got Bobachette, you've got Biggio, uh, they, they got George Springer. Um, you know, it's a team that, you know, they're probably pitching staff is like, I will give Steve that uh, it's a little downtrodden. It's not as elite as the White Sox is, but when those bats are going, they can score a lot of runs. They sure can. And I always go back to the fact that, uh, you know, and I don't even know if we were playing the Blue Jays at that point in time. I'm assuming we were, but one of the, the Sox on tap tailgates that we had, uh, I watched uh, Austin, you know, you know, conduct the Canadian National Anthem. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, over in Section 109, I believe it was. Did, yeah. You know, they, they've always just been a joke to me since that. Um, so I hope he's in the ballpark, you know, conducting some anthems uh, this week, and that uh, you know the White Sox continue to win because if I remember correctly, uh, when we were there, the White Sox won that game. They did. Yeah, they won that game. It was a good time. So uh, let's let's keep doing that. Yeah, That's all yeah. we need. That key to success. Yeah, it's funny. Funny how those like yeah, like that was like something that was there, uh, you know, at the ballpark. But you just like connect it to that team. Yes, I, I think it's hilarious. I love that. It's weird superstition. You know, yeah. I'm not superstitious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, just a little, little superstitious. <laughs> oh, I love it, Tony. So uh, it was a good uh, Sunday fun day. Good to be back on one of these air out. Some of these, I love the kind of planning that we did for that event. Obviously, we got to talk about White Sox winner 3-0 today to close out the series. Take three of four from the Detroit Tigers here on Sunday, June 6th. But that's about it for us. Uh, we've blown a lot of hot air tonight, so uh, we need to uh, get on uh, on other things. And uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully after Tuesday talking about a game, if not uh, whenever that first game of the Blue Jays series is, if weather uh, affects it. So once again, this is Socks on Tap. Make sure you're visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on social media at ontapsportsnet and at Socks on Tap. We need White Sox merchandise. That's sick. Sweet. Southside City Connect jerseys. Go find it at Grandstand right near the ballpark. Visit them online, GrandstandSox.com, and on social media at GrandstandSox. I've said my piece, Tony. White Sox forever. White Sox forever, Johnny. <laughs>